And we're live. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button. Uh, it's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports. We talk Houston sports. We talk all kinds of sports. Let's get into it. Uh, the MLB Divisional Series is set. Uh, the wild card is now wrapped up. We had the uh, we have game one for tomorrow at about 12, about noontime, of Rangers versus the Orioles. Texas Rangers versus Baltimore Orioles. It should be great. Um, let's see here. I think the Orioles are the heavy favorite in that one, but we'll see what the Rangers do. The Rangers almost won the AL West, but uh, the Astros beat them out a little bit. Uh, the Orioles took the AL East, so it will be, uh, I believe it will be played at the Orioles in game one. So let's see how that goes tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun weekend of games, you know. Uh, in game one, also tomorrow, 5.07 p.m., we have the Philadelphia Phillies versus the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are looking really, really good right now, but so are the Phillies in the wild card game. They looked really, really good. Um, the Atlanta Braves should, um, I think, should come out on top of that one. I am uh, very surprised that the Tampa Bay Rays are out of it after starting the season 13-2. and I had them actually uh, earlier in the season, at the start of the season, maybe being a contender for the World Series. But it turned out I was wrong right there. Uh, and then we have game one uh, tomorrow at 3.45 p.m. We have the Minnesota Twins versus the Houston Astros. Um, that's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm from city of Houston, so I love the Astros. So um, we'll see what happens there. The Twins did knock off the uh, Toronto Blue Jays in two games. So um, out of both those teams, I've had people come up to me, would you rather have Toronto or would you rather have Minnesota? I said I would rather have Minnesota, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully I don't, you know, put my put my foot in my mouth about that one. But, you know, I think the Astros are going to be fine. I think it's going to be a good, good series. Um, yeah, so this is reported by uh, The Ringer, the 2023 MLB Divisional Series entrance. Uh, who will win the World Series? Uh, it's the most exciting storyline in the playoffs, which players are most important to their team's success. Uh, the MLB's wildcard round is in the books. Um, uh, let's see here. Here's what Ben Lindbergh said. Uh, more like wildcard, am I right? Uh, this year's wildcard sweeps week was a lousy advertisement for the format. No series went to a winner-take-all, and most of the games were great. Yeah, he's right about that. Every team uh, swept the other team. But I'm still in favor of not kicking teams out of the playoffs after a single loss. However, I'm gladly go back to a single elimination wild card round. Um, we used to have that back in the day <clears throat> before it was uh, best of three. Which was exciting, however hasty, if it meant we could also restore regular season tiebreakers games. Um, which would have been interesting. I thought at one point, before they had, they had no tiebreaker rule, there was a tiebreaker between two... Uh, same um, same wins season for two teams, and they would win out in a tiebreaker, kind of like a playoff season, season before the wild card round. Um, they don't do that anymore, so uh, we'll see. Here's what Bobby Wagner said. MLB has swapped its most singular form of edge-of-your-seat entertainment for two things, perceived parity and consumption hours. The, state, the stated reason for ex, uh, expanding the playoffs was to give more teams a chance to compete for a World Series. All is done in practice, add a suite of new games that the league can sell ads for. So, everything. You know, it's a business. Everything's about making money. Uh, it's yet to produce a good series. Only of the eight series thus far has even gone three games. <clears throat> and that was the 
torturous Mets Padres series last year, in which none of the games were particularly exciting or competitive, thanks to the Mets being the Mets. That's not to say it hasn't been without entertaining moments, like the Phillies scoring six runs in the ninth inning in Game 1 versus the Cardinals in 2022. Ultimately, uh, I'm oblivion about it. The format has yet to produce a moment anywhere near as tense as the one-game elimination format produced consistently. But at least I get to sit on my couch and watch several baseball games at once. Um, And there's some other uh, statements right here. this, this guy named Baker, Braves, Phillies. The Braves seem to be favorite team on paper. Um, I agree with that. And it will be hard for the Phillies to beat them again in the playoffs after doing so last year on their way to a World Series berth. Uh, we all know what happened in last year's World Series. It went to Game 6. The Astros ended up winning the series against the Phillies. But when your team has the Vegas Bry guys and Bryce Harper, a recent Grand Slammer Bryce, uh, Bryson Stott, uh, Anything's possible, and that's before you're factoring the good karma that Phillies fans picked up from their supportive treatment of Trey Turner earlier this season. Um, Let's talk about the uh, Rangers versus the Orioles, partly because these are the two teams in the playoffs field that have been absent from the postseason the longest, each last qualified in 2016, and partly because they got back to October in such different ways. Baltimore Tanked and built back up from within on the cheap. Texas compiled less extreme loss totals and spent heavily in back-to-back uh, winters to accelerate its rebuild. The Rangers' current roster is tied for MLB's fewest homegrown players. Though Josh Jung and Emmett Carter are two of them, and sports the second most players acquired by, by trade of free agency, the Orioles are above average in the former category and tied for the third fewest in the latter. And consequently, their payroll ranks the 29th to the Rangers' 8th. These rosters represent drastically different approaches to team building, but in this case, those uh, disparate roads led to the same series. I'm fascinated to find out which club inter- encounters a division series stop sign. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. The Orioles didn't have a very good season last season, if everybody can remember that, and now they're a 100-team uh, win. So Baltimore did clinch the uh, American League East. Um so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens here. You know, they did it, Orioles did it in in such uh, a magnificent way, and uh, yeah, the Orioles were 101 wins, 61 losses. So they're going to be a team to uh, be reckoned with, and so are the Braves. So um, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see. Let's talk about a little bit about the uh, the Houston Astros. So this comes from uh, Astros news that I get on my email. Uh, Player of the month. Jordan Alvarez was named the American League Player of the Month for September 2023. Uh, congrats to Jordan. This is Alvarez's second career American League Player of the Month. He, uh, he got it the first time in June 2022. And the first time an Astros player has won since Alex Bregman won the honor in August 2022. Uh, Alvarez reached base safely in 25 of 26 games in September while batting 351 with nine doubles, nine home runs, 321 RBI, and 23 walks. Um, also another player of the week after a pair of strong starts to close out the 2023 season. Uh, of course he started out with the New York Mets at the beginning of the season. Justin Verlander was awarded the American league player of the week award for September 25th through October 1st. Verlander went two and zero with a 69 ERA and struck out 13 batters while only allowing five hits. He will be the starter for game one tomorrow. Um, this award marks the 10th time that Verlander has received this recognition. 
Justin Verlander joins the, an elite company as the fourth pitcher to win the honor more than 10 times. The other pitchers include uh, Hall of Famer Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens, and Randy Johnson. Uh, Nolan Ryan had 13, Roger Clemens had 11, and Randy Johnson had 10. So, so yeah, so congratulations to, uh, to uh, Verlander and Jordan Alvarez. It's uh, Verlander starts tomorrow against the Minnesota Twins. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there. I think it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be a fun series. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully, yeah, I'm, from, I'm from Houston, so hopefully the Astros can pull this out and we can head to the ALCS, the American League Championship Series. Uh, let's switch gears for a moment. Let's talk about college football. We have Maryland and uh, number four, Ohio State, the Ohio State. That is tomorrow at 11 o'clock a.m., we have the Red River Shootout. That's the one I'm excited for, although I'll be at work. Uh, against number 12, Oklahoma. Against number 3, Texas. That's tomorrow at 11 o'clock. That's an early game. Uh, that will be in Dallas. So let's see, uh, hopefully for a great game, hopefully Quinn Hewer's, uh mobility in the pocket. He's lost a lot of weight in the offseason. He went from 220, I think, to 197. He's being able to move in the pocket uh, more steadily. And we also have... Uh, Number 11, Alabama against Texas A&M. Um, we'll see what A&M, the Aggies, and the Crimson Tide could do there. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a fun one. Let's look at the uh, college football week six game predictions. This is reported by uh, Fan Nation, ESPN. Notre Dame heads into week six of the college football season with some momentum after being the 17th ranked Duke. Uh, the Irish head to Louisville for a third straight game against a top 25 opponent. Notre Dame is no longer in control of its own destiny, which means fighting Irish fans need to do some scoreboard watching. There are four games that Irish breaks down staff will keep in our eyes, and from the standpoint of what could impact Notre Dame's standing. Um, the worst-case scenario for Notre Dame is for the, there to be a pair of Power 5 teams at the end of the season with one loss. Um, there, there are only two unbeaten Big 12 teams remaining, and they face off in the Red River, River rivalry which is, of course, you know, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Notre Dame needs one, of, needs one of these two teams to have multiple losses, and one of them will get lost number one in this game. A strong case can be made that Texas winning is better for Notre Dame, and an Oklahoma win likely means both Texas and the Sooners would still be ranked ahead of the Irish. Oklahoma also likely has another loss remaining on the schedule with road games at Kansas, which is now Kansas Jayhawks are 4-1, Oklahoma State is 2-2, two and, two, and BYU is 4-1, um, as well as home games against West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia is also 4-1. Uh, TCU, Texas Christian University is 3-2, and, and UCF, University of Central Florida is 3-2. <clears throat> um, Brian Driscoll, who's the publisher for uh, Fan Nation on uh, ESPN, has Texas 38, Oklahoma 27. Uh, Oklahoma is approved. There's no doubt about that, but they have not looked like a playoff contender in, in the two games against halfway decent opponents. SMU, Cincinnati, the Longhorns will expose that in this game and earn a convincing win. This is what Brian Driscoll say. Ryan Roberts, recruiting director, uh, has Texas 31, Oklahoma 21. This is the best Texas team we have seen in several years, probably since the 2006 uh, Rose Bowl National Championship with Vince Young, um, on that team, and Texas ended up beating USC 41-38 in that game. Uh, this is the best Texas team we have seen in several years. Oklahoma is playing better than they, they did a season ago, but ultimately they can't match the firepower the Longhorns have. Uh, 
There is speed everywhere. Um, Sean Stur, staff writer for uh, ESPN Fan Nation, Texas 42, Oklahoma 24. The Big 12 would uh, typically be loving the fact that these two rivals are both unbeaten. But this at the last time they'll play Red River as members of the conference because they're both going to the SEC next season. Texas has been more tested than the Sooners. Uh, so for mo- most part, most people have Texas winning uh, as far as uh, sports writers and journalists. However, Andrew McDonough, the IB contributor, uh, has Oklahoma 23, Texas 21 in a tough, close shootout game. The Red River River rivalry has historically been known for offensive firepower, but these two teams bring the top-scoring defenses in the Big 12 and into this matchup. The Sooners have been more disruptively the conference with 12 forced turnovers, 8.4 TFL game, and they'll keep the Longhorns behind the sticks and Quinn Hewers under pressure. Oklahoma wins a close one. That's what he says. Um, now, let's, uh, let's talk about Alabama, number 11 Alabama, that are 4-1 against Texas A&M, 4-1. This is Saturday at 3.30. The network is CBS. Uh, the line right now is Alabama. Uh, Brian Driscoll, the publisher, has Texas A&M 27, Alabama 24. Texas A&M defense has been quite stout this season. The Crimson Tide have not found their stride on offense yet. The Aggies have also uh, have confidence they can beat Alabama after how the last two seasons have panned out. It will be a tight game. But Texas A&M earns the win. Uh, Ryan Roberts, recruiting director, has Alabama 24, Texas A&M 17. The Aggies are playing good football right now. They come in with a little bit of confidence and should be able to keep this one close for a majority of the game. Ultimately, the Alabama defense is just too taut and is too surrendering enough. They squeak out a close one. Uh, Sean Sturr, staff writer, Alabama 24, Texas A&M 17. Alabama's on a little bit of a roll after losing to Texas a month ago. This pass rush is rounding into tied form, and A&M is shaky taking care of the ball. Andrew McDonough, IB contributor, uh, Alabama 23, Texas A&M 10. Uh, this isn't the Alabama of a few years ago, but we know a few things are true. They play great defense. Jalen Milrow is dynamic with his legs, and they're a better team than Texas A&M. The Aggies haven't beat the Tide since Johnny Menzel was under center. Johnny Football? And that won't change this year as whispers about Jimbo Fisher's job security continues to grow. Um, so, yeah, so for mo- most sports writers, I think uh, they're for Alabama. Um, but the question is for you guys. Let's talk about Texas A&M. Do you think Jimbo Fisher's job is uh, on the line? And uh, do you think Texas A&M will beat, uh, will beat Alabama? Um Talk about Johnny Menzel, Johnny Football. Johnny Menzel did open up a new club, uh, kind of a bar club area in College Station. Uh, he said he was going to open it right around football season. It's called Johnny Menzel's uh, Money Bar. So uh, being famous that when he got drafted, he would always uh, kind of clutch his fingers and roll his fingers a little bit that, you know, show me the money. That was him. Uh, huge part here, but he does have a club now in College Station called Johnny Menzel's Money Ball. So if anybody in uh, College Station or any Aggie fans or Aggie students are listening to this, go check it out. I'd like to hear it. Um, of course, the, uh, let's, let's hear what you guys think. Who do you think is going to win between Alabama and Texas A&M? Do you think it's going to be Texas A&M? Do you think it's going to be Alabama? Just comment on the section. And who's going to win between Texas and, uh, and Oklahoma in the Red River shootout? Most people have Texas winning. Uh, what do you think Quinn Hughes is going to do? What do you think Texas is going to do? What do you think Oklahoma is going to do? Do you think it's going to be a great game? Uh, just comment in the section below. And uh, so, yeah, 
Let's, uh, let's move on real quick. Let's talk about another, my alma mater, Texas Tech, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. They are not doing so well in football right now. Um, they lost to West Virginia 20-13 in the, on Saturday, September 23rd. However, they did beat Houston uh, on Saturday, September 30th, 49-28. Uh, um, so Texas Tech, my alma mater, Texas Tech Red Raiders, now has uh, Baylor that they're playing against, I believe, uh, tomorrow. They, uh, Texas Tech is 10th uh, in the Big 12. That's not very good. Um, we don't have, you know, we need to work on it. Head coach Joey McGuire job might be on the line. Um, of course, Donovan Smith, who's former Texas Tech quarterback, transferred to U of H, so he became a Cougar. Uh, so let's, uh, we'll see what happens here. Uh, this is reported by ESPN. Um, let's see here. Texas Tech, great second-year coaches. How much has Brent Venable approved from last season? They gave him a D plus, not very good. Um, I think they have, let's see here. I'm going to go to the Wreckham Red website. Texas Tech football is Baylor's poised to become Red River's most hated rival. Uh, this is by Matthew Connor. This was one day ago. Rivalries are what make college sports, specifically college football special. However, the Realignment roulette wheel that has been spinning for over a decade that forced the Texas Tech football program to face the reality of a life where neither Texas nor Texas A&M will be in the Red Raiders' orbit, bearing some unprecedented circumstances. Uh, the schools such as Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State are the closest that Tech will have to rivals moving forward. So Texas, of course, and Texas A&M, or I'm sorry, Texas, of course, and Oklahoma is going to the SEC. So. Who becomes a new rival for Texas Tech? A lot of people are predicting Baylor. Uh, schools such as Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State are the closest that Tech will have to rivals moving forward with the Bears on the schedule this week. Uh, plenty of trash talks has been thrown about between the two fan bases, making it fair to ask whether or not Baylor will become Tech's primary rival as we move into the new Big 12 next season. Uh, while there will never be as much hate from Red Raiders towards the Bears as there is towards the Horns and Aggies, there are plenty of ingredients for a strong rivalry between Baylor and Tech. Uh, for starters, Tech and Baylor have made loads of history. The two teams have met 81 times. This means that this series has been played more than Tech versus Texas or Tech versus Texas A&M. Uh, what's more, the teams have met annually since 1956, making it one of the longest continually played series between schools from the Lone Star State. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Of course, the series has history has been defined by the long stretches where one of the programs was naturally irrelevant. For instance, from 1979 to 1990, a time when Tech was woeful under the leadership of Jerry Moore, from 1981 to 1985, and then was rebuilding under David McWilliams and Spike Dykes. I remember Spike Dykes. I had a uh, friend who played for Spike Dykes at Texas Tech. Tech went just 2-10 against the Bears. Uh, the script was soon flipped, though, as Baylor would become the laughingstock of the NCAA and uh, around the time of the Big 12's formation. In fact, from 1996 to 2010, the Red Raiders would rattle off 15 consecutive wins against the Bears. Uh, those prolonged streaks of dominance by each side led to degrees uh, animosity between the fan bases. In fact, when I was a student at Tech in the early 2000s, so this guy, Matthew Connor, uh, had, uh, was a Texas Tech alumni, just like me. I was class of 2006. I remember seeing a bumper sticker on a truck that said, I'd rather be on probation than lose to Baylor. Something that many Tech fans agreed with not because of hatred toward the Bears, but because of how inept Baylor was as a football program. 
Um, however, both programs now seem to be on even footing, though Baylor could claim something Tech can't, a Big 12 title in 2021. They haven't necessarily capitalized on that momentum after putting together a losing season in 2022. Um, hits again, you know, Joey McGuire may may be on the on the on the uh, chopping block. Uh, another reason this could become an intense rivalry is that there is familiar on both sides of the equation. Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire was an assistant at Baylor under Matt Rule and, and then under current Baylor head coach Dave Aranda. When McGuire came to Lubbock, he naturally brought several assistants and support staff members with Baylor ties along for the ride. Current assistants Justin Juice Johnson and Josh uh, Bookbinder were also part of the Baylor coaching staff with McGuire, for instance. Um, also, McGuire has stated that he was disappointed in the fact that he didn't get the Baylor head coaching job in 2020 when Aranda was hired from the LSU coaching staff to replace Rule, who had been hired by the Carolina Panthers for the NFL. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, Joey McGuire at one time wanted the Baylor head coaching job, but they brought in the guy from LSU. Um, we'll see. What, what's your guys' opinion about who will win that rivalry? Will it be Baylor? Will it be the Texas Tech Red Raiders? Who knows? I'm hoping, of course, I have to go for my, my uh, school, so I'm hoping Texas Tech wins out in that. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, so the, it's going to be a fun weekend of, uh, college football Saturdays and then NFL football on Sundays. Um, hopefully of course the, uh, Houston Texans could pull it out. Hopefully CJ Stroud could, uh, bring his, uh, streak of most pass attempts without a, without a, uh, interception, keep it going. Uh, I mean, eventually it's going to happen, but hopefully it doesn't happen this game, knock on wood. And, uh, yeah, so that's about it. That's about wraps it up for our show. But hey, guys, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. I talk sports. We talk Houston sports. Uh, next week's show, or in next couple of days' show even, uh, I might talk about uh, sports agents and what they do. So, uh, so yeah, I have a buddy who's a sports agent in Dallas. I was talking to him a little bit. I tried to get him to come on the show, but he's very busy trying to find his clients' uh, work in the NFL and, and other places. So, um so that will probably be in the next couple of days on that show. And, yeah, guys, have a great time. Have a great weekend. Watch some college football. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe. And you guys take care. All right. Bye.